Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then loop up. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater of a magic trick. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And with our powers combined, we are the Multi-Amory Podcast. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But if you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then come check out the Multi-Amory Podcast on the Swingset Network at swingset.fm, the Swingset FM Android app, or at multiamory.com. Hello, listeners. This is Mrs. Atom. <laughs> it was not gas. No. <laughs> I actually don't think it shows up on the sound. Oh, good. That's good. Well, we have an air freshener thing that every so many minutes it goes... It's like... <laughs> Yeah. It's been going for a long time, though. I don't think it shows up. Okay. I if hear it, it is, I'm sorry, people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Bradford. Mm-hmm. And Angela. And we actually have video, so we can actually wave to you this time. Hi. We don't know that this is going to be released, but it might. You never know. Yeah, you never know. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. I can see yours. Can you see mine? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> if I look under the table, I can see uh, even more. <laughs> that's not that kind of show yet so um this is the week of christmas yes so this will come out on boxing day on Mm october or october on october 27th (laughs) i have not nearly had enough alcohol to to make these kind of mistakes um this will come out on december 26th yes and which it happens to be the day after somebody who's very awesome's birthday, mm-hmm. not Jeebus. Nope, it's the naughty one sitting across the table from me. Hi, uh, it's my <laughs> birthday. Well, yesterday was my birthday. Yeah. So happy belated yeah. birthday! Yay! Yeah. Um. So yeah, pretty excited for that. Mm. Uh, if if you're listening to this on the day it comes out or the next day, we are having a big birthday party for me at Our Secret Spot. It's another splashing party. Last year's 40th birthday party went so well that we decided to do it again. And we're going to have a lot of food, like 
so much food, and it's going to be amazing again. Rub it in my body. Yeah. My face. Rub it on you. I'm so excited. Lick it off. I'm so excited. And then throw pie in your face, or whipped cream at least. Or if you're Lawrence, you'll just pitch handfuls of spaghetti. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. So it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so it's come one, come all. So everybody is, yeah. um, everybody's welcome to come. And then come. I knew as soon as I said that, I was like, I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> you just set me up. I know. Thank you. I know. Yeah. I'm just trying to prove that you're the funny one, and I'm neither the funny one nor the pretty one. Mm, so, I don't believe that. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Um, what else do we have going on? Oh, so I keep uh, having people say, you know, you should say this at the beginning of the podcast, because nobody listens to the end of the podcast. What are you supposed to say? That you can support us oh. on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. You can get things like cum rags. Uh, you can get exclusive material off of mm-hmm. our list of things, which at this point is just some some stories that we've written, some erotica. Uh, we will do some audio erotica in the coming year. And then hopefully these videos <laughs> will be up there. <laughs> we'll see. So if you want to see what it looks like inside the podcast, um, hashtag note, it's possible these won't be released, these videos. If they come out too terrible, I'm not going to release them. Yeah, but it, I'll try to edit them together and throw it together. Yeah, I mean, It's just something that we wanted to play with and see if we could make it work. And if we do, great. And if we don't, so be it. For fun. Because yeah. people are sometimes like, what do you look like when you when you do your podcast? I have my Christmas hat on. She often does. Like, I was like, why are you wearing this in July? But Christmas in July. I know. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you should have picked a different month. Thanks. Why are you wearing this in March? <laughs> Christmas in March! <laughs> okay, so what are we doing today? We are going to talk about the swinger ghosts of Christmas's past, present, and future. So we're doing an homage to the great Charles Dickens and his wonderful book, A Christmas Carol, where we will take... Ebenezer Angela, Angelezer Scrooge, and take her into the past. Do I have to be all grr and yeah. angry? <laughs> <laughs> to visit the ghosts of swingers past, uh-huh. swingers present, and swingers yet to come. <laughs> so excited. I know, me too. <laughs> uh, so basically what we want to do is sort of a... A retrospective for our swinging life, for our swinging year, and then for our swinging future. A retrospective of the future. Um, Yeah, so because, you know, as we always say, that we change over time. You know, we as people evolve, our relationship evolves, and how we've approached the swinging lifestyle and kind of how it has really incorporated itself fully into our everyday lives has completely changed from the beginning. And so we kind of wanted to share a little bit of that journey and, and just show how it can change over time. And, you know, we're, we're not static. Our, our relationships are not stagnant, and they shouldn't be stagnant. If so, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, cool. So yeah, let's, uh, let's eat a bit of undigested potato and... Well, I guess we need a, um, what's his name? The guy with the chains who takes, who warns Scrooge, Angelina Scrooge, that she's going to be ta- visited by three ghosts tonight. Name? We should know this. I should know this. And if I had my phone, Don't I would Don't put me on the spot. Up. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, look, we've read the book, but it's been a while. Anyway, sure. um, so. I used to watch the movie every year at Christmas. I know, it was good. Yeah. yeah. The Scrooge, the, or the um, Muppets Christmas Carol is oh. amazing. And then also you've got Scrooged with Bill Murray. Okay, anyway, but I digress. So, let's go back in time to to our swingers of of Christmas past, or our swingers of the past. So, how? What do you think? How did we? How were we back then? So when we first started out, I mean, when we first first started out, we had one couple that we played with. They were the ones that introduced us to the swinging lifestyle. Yeah. They took us to our first club. Yeah. You know who you are. Thank you. Um, but they, I don't even know if they listened, but, you know, we'll pretend. <laughs> um, yeah, but they they were the ones that kind of really introduced us to this. And I think a lot of our initial rules and how we approach things came from them and how they did it. So we kind of learned from them, like one of the rules of always meeting people somewhere outside of your home, you know, in a kind of a a neutral place that came from them. So Mm -hmm. always meeting at a bar, restaurant, you know, coffee shop, something, um, not playing on the first date that came from them. So a lot of kind of how we, good point. We learned a lot from them. Yeah. And it was just little things that we, it wasn't like we ever sat down and had a lesson. It was just kind of, this is how they did it. And so then when we kind of started doing it without them, we've used the same tactics because that's how it had been done to us. And so then that's what we did in the future. Um, yeah, which is, I mean, we're lucky that we had good role models and that they were respectful that's and good people. True. I mean, yeah. it could have turned that's, out very differently. That's a really good point because yeah. Cause I remember like even some of the consent rules I yeah. think, came from them, you know, being asking if you can do something, may I do this? Can I do yeah. this? I remember that happening the first time I played with them and I'm pretty sure the first time the four of us played Mm -hmm. but yeah i definitely remember the first time you met them we were at a pub yeah in raleigh and just sitting having a few drinks Mm -hmm. and that was it and that was it they went on their way and we went on our way and it was a later date that we all came back and went to their place yeah um yeah it's interesting how that's changed Uh And then for us in the beginning, it was never going to clubs. No. Uh, We went to a club with them. Yes. But it wasn't something we did regularly. Well, it was also a place that was only open once a month. And so at the time, and so it was harder to just get there and get schedules to align. So we didn't really do that. And that was the only club around. Um, I know that by the time we left, I think they were having more frequent events. But then we left. Um, and fortunately, oh, wow. we moved to a place that has swingers clubs. But in the beginning, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't enjoy it. We uh, yeah. We didn't like going yeah. to the swingers clubs. No, we were exclusively online dating from the beginning. We would meet people um, on apps and online. Sometimes a bit organically, maybe at a local bar or something. But it was generally pretty much all online meeting, chat for a little bit, go meet up and have a drink, have a dinner, something, and then set a date later to then go back and play with them. Yeah. That was pretty much how we did it. But we were very open and honest with people from the beginning that in our profiles online, it very openly stated that we were in an open relationship and that we were looking for couples, maybe individuals to play with. Um, But we were, we've always been very open and honest about what we want and who we are. And that was something we didn't hide from people when we first moved here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it is good because there's a lot of people that we met that way that admittedly we 
may have started off thinking that we were going to play with them or that they might end up being potential partners and they end up being great friends and still are good friends. Yes. But yeah. you know, it was, you, you meet on like, okay, Cupid or Tinder or, you know, red hot pie somewhere or grinder grinder. And you meet on there. And so you think, okay, this is going to lead, you know, to somewhere sexually and it may not, but at the same time we met like-minded open people that we were completely open and honest with from the beginning because we thought we were all going down that path Mm -hmm. and then just turns out no we really like you and maybe we don't fit sexually but that's okay you know yeah yeah it's nice to have people that you can be unfiltered with yeah that's um absolutely yeah that's definitely that's good that's interesting Mm. now i'm just thinking i'm reminiscing about some of our past experiences yeah 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 and you're right like in the beginning that we did try going to a swingers club um, other than like after we moved to Australia, because um, we didn't have a lot of time before we moved that we were actually together and swinging. Uh, but after we moved here, we tried going to clubs a couple of times, and we really didn't enjoy it at first. And I think it was just the the particular scenarios that we were thrown into, which kind of goes back to what we always say about try something a few times. Because after we went, you know, a few, you know, three or four times, it was like, okay, I actually do really enjoy this. Yeah. And now we're there all the time. But it, it took us, you know, it just happened to be the scenarios that, that we went into. And if, if you've been listening, you know, if you've listened to all the episodes, you'll know that our very first time, yes, thank you. Um, but our very first time at a swingers club here in Australia was a New Year's Eve. And the way that that night was structured is different to how they structure it now. And it was so full on that we were just like, no, this isn't you for don't us. don't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was less than pleasant. I yeah. I didn't like it. Ow, that was my new leg just popped. Ow. Uh, old. What happens after you have a birthday? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay, not far behind. So, yeah, it, it is interesting how, how you know, we've, especially for me, the, the, the club thing. Um mm how we've changed our mind about that is yeah. something is like that just shows that every time you experience something it's a new experience mm-hmm. and so that doesn't mean that if if one in a hundred experiences are bad that first experience might be the that one yeah and then you'll have 99 wonderful experiences afterwards so should Which we... i'm pretty sure is what we've had no i agree should we talk about our expectations when meeting up with people yes back then yes not sure what that sound was. Oh, I know what that was. That might have been the PlayStation. <laughs> Somebody has a new PlayStation. <laughs> Thank you, Black Friday. <laughs> uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start on that? Yes. So it's kind of funny um, because I feel like I feel like my expectations for play haven't changed at all, but I know logically that they had to have and they definitely had they definitely have so for instance you know in saying it, I'm like oh no our play style is exactly the same and our expectations when we meet people are exactly the same but I also know that in the beginning we had all, like a stack of rules like this big and things like I'm not going to play with somebody on the first date what like we just talked about having learned from yep. the first couple in the in um in Raleigh with that said, we've broken that rule, what, five billion times? A bunch. And it is no. different. I will say that if we meet someone at the Swingers Club, we don't always play with them the first time we meet them. 
but we're more likely to there than if we meet on a date out somewhere. Agreed. But we have broken that rule, meeting somebody at a bar for a drink, and if the chemistry is there, it's there. And then we're just like, all right, you know, if we're happy with this, you're happy with this, then then let's go ahead. Let's and get it on. So that has been more of a, a soft rule for us. I think it's more of a firmer rule if we're seeing people separately. Yes. But even that can be bent. But that's, I was yeah. going to say, that changes Other than if we're like, out of the city. And if we're traveling and all of that, you know, yeah. If, if we're, one yeah. of us is on the road, and while on the road you hook up with somebody, I mean, that tends to be you a, gotta, a one yeah. night. You, you're a yeah. limited amount of time. Yeah. So that, it's yeah. so funny how things so change that, like that. So that is definitely, but yeah, in the beginning we were pretty strict with that. I also know that but. in the beginning, our our profile, like say on, on RHP, mm-hmm. Uh, our profile just stated, you know, like, s- singles were available, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and, you know, we've since changed it to all single males must identify as bisexual. Right. Uh, so in the beginning it was open to, I think we were a lot more, I'm going to say, uh, varied or flexible in the beginning. Broader strokes. Yeah, because we didn't, I don't think we quite knew hadn't really honed in exactly what we were looking for. You know, we knew people that we liked and that we didn't like, but we didn't really know. I think we were open to a lot as far as what someone could bring to our relationship and what that could look like. Not that we aren't now, but I think that at the beginning it was just a really have no idea. So let's just try and experiment and see. And whether it's, um, you know, single male, single females, whether it's couples, whether it's people that we only meet out, people that we pretty much bring home, pants on, pants off, whether we have dinner with them, um, you know, play games, hang out otherwise, go see a movie maybe, just do something otherwise other. And so I think we were pretty just like, let's just try everything. Let's, you know, hookups, it, just all of it and just see what, what we like and what works for us. Yeah. And I think that was really good. And we still do, I think, have quite a variety of, of people that we interact with and friends. But I think in the beginning, we... We didn't, like you said, on RHP, it was open to just kind of whatever and let's just see. And and I know that there were some single males that we did um, go out with that were straight and yes. didn't want any real interactions with you sexually. Uh, and that was okay. It's just a different kind of scenario. So, yeah, you know, different it, kind of play. It's a different kind of play. And I don't, I really don't mind it. It's, uh, it's interesting and I'm sure we'll get to this maybe later, but like watching you now with men is different than watching you then with men. How so? Um, spoiler alert. Well, let's start with how I was then. We can move on later to so the other. It wasn't, I think in the beginning for me, sharing you with somebody was literally sharing you with somebody. Like it was me, like we are with the gentleman. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really, it's a, it's a triangle. It's all even play. Um, okay. Whereas now I don't mind it being more linear where you're the pivot in the middle. So letting it tip a bit more towards you and the other person, the other male, and then just sort of enjoying that. I really enjoy that now. So you may sit back and watch, yeah. maybe not be directly involved all the exactly. time. And then you might come back to me and it's their yeah. turn to watch. And I kind of am enjoying that play. Yeah. Um, I almost said power play, but it's not even a power play because I don't, it's really funny the people that I feel sub to and those guys, I it never, mm. because I always know that you're coming back to me. I always know. Yeah. And it's like, 
I don't know. It's, it is an interesting uh, thing to, to watch. Mm-hmm. And I know that my, my play style has changed a bit like that. Okay. Yeah, because in the beginning, I would say for sure, every time that we did have either that we played with couples or that we it had a threesome, particular, there's a few single males in particular I'm thinking of that were straight, that I would play with mostly. But you were always, like if I was going down on them, you might be behind me, holding me, touching me, feeling yeah. me, whatever. And so, and and even... Like, there was that constant contact. Like, if I was with them in some way, you were always there touching, somehow involved on my side, not their side. Um, but whereas now, you're right, there are more situations where you may just kind of take a step yeah, back and just Let you do your thing yeah. and watch them do their thing. And it's like, all right, this is enjoyable. Can all we right. take a side note? Yeah, sure. Because I learned a new term recently. Because I was just thinking that's a bit like cuckolding, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, the lady cuckold. Yeah, and so there have been, I would say over the past six months, we've met a fair number of people whose relationship is kind of the inverse of a cuckolding relationship. And so it's basically where the the male will play and the female watches and kind of takes more of a sideline um, approach to things. And, and we've, I don't know why, but it seems like in the past six months, we've come across quite a few relationships like that. And um, I didn't really know what that was called. I figured it had to be something different than cuckolding, but I also figured there had to be a term for it. Did you just drop something? I dropped my insulin pump. <laughs> You're going to need that. I'm the best diabetic ever. <laughs> it just fell out of my pocket. Um, I'm listening. Sorry. Go ahead. But I, so I started looking it up and I found out that the term for that is cut queening. Cut queening. I'm, so she is a cut queen. I really like that. I do too. I like, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I learned a new term. It was cut queening and I learned what that was. Anyway, side note. Sorry. Tangent. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, What were we talking about? Um, So how about you? Uh, How is your attitude towards play and and the play style that you've had? How was that in the past? So I would say that I was more concerned about both of us being involved Mm -hmm. in whatever way. Um, Refill time. It's refill time. And you can see my shorts. Yeah. Bugs. My bugs. I got bugs. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would say that at the beginning I was more aware of both of us being involved in play. However that was. Again, with single guys, is just making sure that, that you get along with them and that they're okay with Wait, you no, being... Wait, you don't care if I get along with them? <laughs> well, I do care. I know, I know But, joking. you know, there could be also separate play now. Yeah, but we right. didn't really do that a lot in the beginning. True. And so... Um, but yeah, I just want to make sure that you got along with them and that they were okay with you being in the room and, and okay with you being involved peripherally. And I think that was a much more of a, okay, let's talk about this and how this is going to look beforehand. Whereas now it's not that important because it's okay if one or the other of us takes a step back at any moment. Yeah. And, and that's whether, you know, we're playing with a, a male or a female or a couple, it can still end up that somebody needs a break at some point or that things are happening and there's not really a logical place to fit in. So you're just like, all right, I'm just going to sit back here and enjoy watching for now. And so I think that that's something that in the past we, we were not as in touch with our voyeur side. I would say. And yeah, it yeah. was more just we wanted to be involved. And, and, and I think, and it's good to have that. But I also think that since since then, we've kind of looked at different ways that we can go about interacting with people. Um, yeah. And I also think that in the beginning, it was while we very much enjoy foreplay and teasing and oral, 
it pretty much always would end in penetrative sex of some sort. Yes. And now that's not always the case. Correct. So, yeah, but I would say at the beginning, that was all, if any time we had a play session, we sort of knew that's where it was going. Yeah, that's a good point. Because we've had a lot of recent ones that aren't necessarily mm-hmm. penetrative. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it is interesting because I know that you've gotten a lot more relaxed in... Yeah. Just in general. Like, your general play style is a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's clear that, you know, in the past I feel like you... And I don't mean this as a negative, but it's, I don't think there's any way to say this where it's not a negative. Which is that you were having fun and doing what you wanted, but at the same time I think you were doing a bit of what you thought you were supposed to do. That sort of that classic, not necessarily porn style, but you were entertaining. I, I wanted to make sure that the people that we're playing with have fun. Yes, and that which is still important to it's you. It's still important, but I will say that if we're going to move on into more present style, um, I will say what has changed is that while I still obviously want, want partners to have fun, I am recognizing more so that I can provide fun and, and I can help them towards that, but ultimately if they have fun or not is up to them. And, and I'm taking less responsibility for their fun and more responsibility for my fun. And that means that I get to relax more and I can do more of what I want and just kind of go with things how they go. But at the same time, if, if they're not, if something doesn't work for them, then I'm not going to try and be a mind reader and, and figure that out. Right. They need to be able to communicate that to me, even if it's whether verbally, physically, somehow, whatever. So I'm not taking as much onus on myself to try and, and police their fun, if that makes well, sense. I've also, I mean, I can remember in the past, because knowing you love you love oral sex, knowing mm. you love penetrative sex, knowing you just love sex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but somebody, if you were playing with a guy and going down on him and suddenly he said, may I fuck you now? Mm-hmm. You would say, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, yeah. Now I have actually seen you where you go, no, I'm not done yet, or but I'm playing, or I'm having fun, and it's no. clear that it, you're taking that into your, you're taking control, yeah. And there's something really nice about that, and it's like, all right, cool, um, and that's that's sometimes fun, and it's fun to watch their reactions when you say that because. You know, I think traditionally they're used to saying, this is what I want. And it goes A, B, C. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you go A, A, A. You're like the fonts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that, that I have gotten a lot more, and I, I don't know how to say it other than relaxed, even though I don't think that's necessarily the word for it. But I do think more about, is this what I want now in this moment? And and that's what I'm gonna do within reason and yeah, consent yeah. and blah blah blah. But but like you said, like if I'm going down on somebody and I want to keep going down on them, then within reason I will do that. Yeah. You know, Cause it's like you know, give me just another minute or two. I'm not done yet, and like I still want to play with you a little more. Like a cat yeah. playing with a mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say, for me, in the past, playing in the past was. In this, I, I always feel bad saying this because I always feel like I'm such a, I want to be that that renaissance guy. But for me, it was always like, we're going to end up with penetrative sex. That's yeah. where we're going to end up. And there was so much pressure that I would put on myself. Like, all right, yeah. so if you don't get an erection, 
where this won't be a successful play session. And that was always in the back of my mind and always frustrating. Um, and that was not a, it didn't tarnish play sessions, but it definitely didn't, it was, it wasn't just all about fun and relaxing. It didn't enhance and, it. And yeah. let's dive in and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There was always that little, you know, piece in the back of my mind that was like, well, you realize if you don't get an erection, this, you're not going to be able to complete this. And that they're not going to have fun. It's going to yeah. be a failed session. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that was how, for me, in the, the past was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we definitely evolved a bit in that. We realized that it doesn't necessarily have to end in penetrative sex. And, and while it still often does, it doesn't have to. Yeah. We, can, we can have just as much fun with oral, with fingers. Uh, and I think that some of that is just us doing this so much and for a while now that, that it, we've realized that there's a lot more kind of fun you can have besides just penetrative sex with other people. I mean, obviously with each other we always have, but yeah. then to be able to extend that to other people and that also goes to you know show the, the types of people that we've met and that we've interacted with. Um, and we do have kind of going more to the styles of people that we're playing with now, more of the friends with benefits where it's there are one-offs occasionally, but it is more... Uh, people that we've played with before, you know, we do kind of keep those relationships going. And so I feel like there's less pressure to have penetrative sex. You know, it's, it's, yes. it's, if it's on the table, it's on the table. But if you don't, as long as we all get together and have fun, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, and I think some of that pressure for also not having to end in penetrative sex also comes from the fact that we do a bit more in the kink world now. And and whenever we do BDSM type of play, it doesn't always end up in sex. In fact, it very often does not end up in sex. And so I think that takes some of the pressure off as well. And just seeing how different play styles can be just as satisfying without having to have that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I agree. And it is, it's something that's interesting and I'm, I'm really glad that we're there. Yeah. Uh, because that's, yeah. It does really open up a lot, lot more possibilities. So does for that us. lead us into the swingers of, of Christmas present? Yeah, I think we're, we in the, we're, we're in the present now. We're I done think with the past. We're in the present. We're in the past. Yeah, so I mean, in the present, like you said, it is something now that it isn't a, always about penetrative sex. And it's interesting because a couple that was over this weekend. Mm. We were out sitting on the balcony, and we're talking about the difference between a fuck buddy <laughs> and a friends with benefits. And I absolutely love yeah. that definition because I, I know, but you know, it's sometimes it's hard to verbalize. Because we and, started out as fuck buddies, yeah. Exactly. Then we moved to friends with benefits, <laughs> and and here we are. <laughs> uh, but it is one of those things that you. A fuck buddy is somebody that you only have sex with. They yeah. come in, you talk for five to 15 minutes, and then next thing you know, you're in the bed. Yeah. Or on the couch or on this table or oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it is very much a, it's a friendship that's fit for purpose. Yeah. Whereas a friends with benefits means that you can get together, you can talk, you can hang out. And you don't have to end up in sex. Right. Which we graduated with them on the balcony. Just this weekend. Just this weekend. Yes. So we're now officially friends with benefits. Because we've met up with them probably four or five times before. Mm. And we always had sex. Yes. And we, spoiler amazing, alert. Amazing, amazing sex. Do we want to talk about the sex that we had the other night? Or do we want to sidebar that for later? Let's sidebar that okay. for later. That was, um, that's, we're, this is, I mean, it is Christmas present, but this is not a We're Christmas not giving out Christmas present. presents. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so, yeah, but we did play with them on Saturday night, but then they came over Sunday just to sit on the balcony and have a few drinks and chill out and just hang out, and, and that was kind of when we had that realization that, oh, no, like, wow, we've kind of graduated from fuck buddy to friends with benefits. It's crazy. Which is exciting, because I really like them. Me too. So, I really like yeah. them. Boof. Woof. Anyway. Um... Anyway, so yeah. But now I think we do have a lot more of those friends with benefit relationships, which is really nice because I think that's kind of what we wanted in the beginning. It just took us a while to get there, and we didn't really know how. And and I think it's just kind of as we've evolved and as we've kind of honed in on what we want. Like you said, we do state on RHP now that, that single guys must be bisexual, so that kind of hones in on the kind of play that we want to have and the kind of people that yeah. we want to hang out with and interact with more so. And and so I think we've kind of tailored some of that when we are looking for people. And that doesn't mean that we don't hook up with people. And, of course. And there aren't still people that are fuck buddies, which is good. Because, you know, you got to have those too. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do think that we've got a lot more of those deeper relationships with people yeah. at this point. You know it's 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 funny because like I've sort of lost my train of thought so I'm trying to pick it up and, and grab it as I go <laughs> I know right it's like yellow come here come here choo choo train um, you know talking about that friends with benefits thing we had a lot of false starts yeah uh, you know you yeah. start going down a path that you think is going to end up somewhere and it doesn't and it's it's hard and it's frustrating and you know I think that I think that as soon as you add sex into a friendship relationship, it does complicate it yeah. because it's easy. I think we've many of us have had those false starts with friends where you feel like, oh, I really connect with this person. We're going to be good friends. And then it sort of fizzles out. Mm. But I think that once you involve sex, it does make it that much harder when it fizzles out because you're like, well, I thought we actually shared something. Yeah. Um, and we've had we've had those uh those false starts or where we thought we had something that was amazing and then in the end it's it's not. And I'm not going to say it's easier to deal with those now. And I'm sure they'll still happen in the future. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. I still see it as it's the cost, it's the cost benefits kind of balance. And I feel like it's going to suck for a while, but when it works, holy Shit, does it work? And I, yeah. the perfect example is the gentleman. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, in the beginning, I think both parties, us and he, invested a lot into it. Mm-hmm. And, and, it and it worked. And it mm-hmm. works. And it's still working. Uh, and that's a great kind of thing to have yeah. that and to know that you had to put, you put a lot of work into it, but it's, it's blossomed. It's grown into something really special. Yeah. And that's why I think I'm always willing to put that effort in. As long as you can see that the other people are willing to put that effort in. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't work all the time, like you said. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I mean, there are times where it's going to be really good and you're going to have a good long-term friendship and a good long-term relationship of whatever sort, sexual, non-sexual, whatever. But at the same time, you may put work into it and then realize, no, we're actually, we're better off as friends and not necessarily play friends. Or it might be a short-term, short-term thing, whether it be, you know, a month, a few months, even a year, and then it goes away. Because like I said, we evolve, we evolve and they evolve and then we all evolve together. And it just, sometimes life takes you down different paths and it's just, (laughs) yeah. I'm just watching you and all the... Oh, yeah. It looks like you're directing planes. Yes. So, like, you and I evolve. The other couple evolves. The four, six, eight, however many of us all evolve. And it's just... Yeah. It, it is one of those that, you know, life takes us down different paths. And sometimes those will kind of meander and be close enough that it, it we can still have that good relationship. And then sometimes it takes you completely different directions. Yeah. And, and it does suck in the meantime. You know, when that happens, it's like, well, that, you know, it's really sad and it's terrible. And you do miss them as friends, especially if you do have a lot of interactions. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we're, I mean, it sounds maybe cold, but we're going to meet other people. And eventually, it's not going to happen immediately, but eventually you'll have other people that you become friends with and that, you know, you become good friends with. And, and you know, like the ones that graduated to friends with benefits. And yeah, and yeah. so that it, it, it takes time and, it, and it's not going to happen immediately. I wouldn't expect it to happen immediately. Um, but it is interesting, I think, just I think we're better at going with the flow of how relationships go at this point, as opposed to always expecting them to go down this path of first you do this, then you do this, then this. And, and now it's just kind of like, well, let's just see what happens. And if you know, we'll put some work into it. And if it works out, then great. And if it doesn't, then OK, that's fine. I still mourn the loss of friendships. It yeah. makes me sad. And it's funny. I wish I you're, you're a lot more. I'm not going to say cold or callous. Cavalier. Yeah, you're a bit cavalier. Yeah, it's another C word. Yeah. Um, you're not that C word. Cunty. Uh, <laughs> Cunty. But it, you are a bit more cavalier about like, and I think it has to do with the way you grew up yeah. and how you yeah. were, you know, in the witness protection agent. Um, when you move a lot, it just, I mean, but it's, it's true because, you know, I wasn't one of those people that lived in the same place my entire life and I knew people from the time I was a baby until I graduated high school, I, I wasn't like that. Every couple of years we moved and you make new friends and, and sure you say you're going to stay in touch and you do for a little while, but then it goes away and and you just kind of, I learned to, okay, say goodbye to those and then I make new friends and I have a new life and, and it's almost like reinventing yourself every time, which is fun, but at the same time, I do now enjoy having those long, stable relationships but if something happens and it ends, I mourn it for a little bit. And it's like, okay, well, that sucked, but my life is here now. And this is where I'm going. And, and I want to embrace this. And I don't want to be sad. I want to be happy. So I'm going to be happy. God damn it. <laughs> Goodbye to you. But it is easier, I think, for me to move on from yeah. relationships than you. Because yeah, I, on the other hand, went, I mean, some of the people I graduated high school with, I met on the first day of school in first grade. Yeah. So, yeah, we yeah. traveled for that long together. 
Yeah. Anyway. I just can't fathom that. Not at all. Well, I can't fathom your constant, mm. you know, witness protection lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... Um, what else? Like, presently now, we also are constantly going to the club. Mm-hmm. I say we mostly meet people through the Swingers Club now. A little yeah. bit online, Look, but mostly through the club. I, I still love meeting people online. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. The problem is, and I'm finally, I think in this past week, have I really figured out the problem. Dealing with people on Tinder, on Grindr, and on um, RHP. Mm-hmm. I think the issue is that we are one node in a network of thousands. And when you make a connection, you feel for a brief moment like you've made a connection. When in actuality, you've made a connection with somebody who has just recently made 100 other connections. And so... So you mean it's like when we're trying to connect to internet here and we think we've yeah. done it, but then it's like, God damn it, no, yeah, we haven't. Basically. <laughs> but it is one of those things where you feel like you for the for a brief moment that connection is 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 real. Yeah. If you happen to catch that person at the right time, the connection is real. But in most times, you've caught them after they've already moved on to someone else or someone else or someone someone else. And so then you feel like you're a bit out of sync with that person and it never quite lights the fire the, the fire never yeah. quite gets going interesting and so that's something i've noticed with uh rhp recently is i'll reach out to somebody and I'll be like oh wow this person is really cool i'll write them a nice interesting message i'll send it and then you won't hear from them for a week by the time they get back to me i've sort of lost interest hmm. because something else yeah. has taken my interest yeah and tinder is the exact same way i've noticed that with yeah. tinder recently really badly you'll be like you'll match with somebody you're like oh my gosh this person is amazing i really like them you send them a nice well thought out message you might have two or three back and forths and then you go for four days with nothing and it's gone hmm. and, and the moment that it goes for me the moment that it goes 48 hours without communication it's gone and probably 24 hours without communication hmm. uh so that's a problem, mm-hmm. which is why I think that if you are going to meet people online, it has to be a full-time job. It's a lot of work. It really is. And and that's why I know that we've, we've said this before, and I think it was something that we did figure out pretty early on. It was that we tried the online thing, and we both worked at it at the beginning. And then we learned pretty quickly that I kind of suck at it. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, I don't have the, I don't know if it's the attention span, the time that I feel like I can dedicate to it. I don't like, you know, when it comes to like checking back every couple of hours, twice a day, once a day, I just, I get to it when I get to it. And and it just, it, I suck at it. I really do. You don't even like notifications on your phone. So if the app gives you a notification, you're like, how do I get rid of this goddamn circle in the top of my, ne- of my icon? There are. You have to answer the message, babe. There are a couple of apps that I do the notifications. It's called Messages because that's usually you or people that I really talk with a lot. Um, Kick, I do with that. But everything else, I get so many freaking dings all day long when I'm actually trying to work and do stuff that I'm just like, I can't, I can't listen to it. I can't, I, it breaks my concentration. So I turn them off. Yes. <laughs> Hands on your <laughs> hips and everything. I love it. <laughs> But no, I really do suck at that, that keeping that up constantly. And I'm, I'm much better once I get to know you and, and I like you. Then I'll 
keep up the communication and the conversation. Yeah. But just making that initial connection and doing all of that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot to call through. And that's why you picked it up very quickly for us. And and so you kind of do all that initial work now, thank God. And so you do all the initial work. And then once you kind of like, all right, you know, I like these people or, you know, this is what's been going on, whatever. And then you show me their profile. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then, then I'll kind of jump into things. But you do all of that initial stuff. It is interesting because in the beginning, I think I, we would meet probably one in five couples that I was, or one in five mm. peoples that I would uh, reach out and talk it to. It was a lot, yeah. We're down to the point now where it's probably one in five one in 50 maybe because you know just the complexity of time and location and we're not i would say not very time full i was gonna say i think our 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 life has evolved enough here that we don't have time to meet that many people whereas it used to be that oh yeah we'll just go out for a drink one night catch up for a little bit and so we did meet a lot more people out initially than what we do now just because we don't have the free time that we used to. Which is to. why the club's so great. Yeah. Is that if you, we see you at the club twice, suddenly we're like, oh, cool. We can start a friendship yeah. with this person. And yeah. start you start talking to people. And we've got friends at the club that we've never played with that I would consider friends. Yeah. Well, we've invited to birthday parties. Underwear friends. Underwear friends. Yeah. Absolutely. We see them at the nude beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting how, how that's evolved and changed. Yeah. How we've gone from mostly online to mostly club for yeah. meeting people. And, and I think it is it does have to do with A, how often we are at the club and mm-hmm. B, it's just convenient. There's a lot of you know, yeah. there's a lot of effort that goes into meeting people in a in a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Although I still love doing that. Yeah, it still is good, but at the same time I think for us we do really very much enjoy meeting people at the club. And also I feel like if we're meeting people at the swingers club we're already on a similar page and then we have a chance to talk to them see if we're really interested in them see if we connect with them and if not it's not like that's the end of the night because there's other people there that you can talk to potentially connect with and even if not we have fun and and you know we very much either like to watch other people playing we like to put on a show for people as well and so we can be exhibitionist voyeurs we can always have some kind of fun there even if we don't make a connection with another couple yeah 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 totally. so I, I do think that that has definitely evolved for us in that we have really learned to embrace kind of the, the club scene and uh being a bit more open around a lot of people and I know for some people that's not their thing you know they prefer to meet people online they prefer to be one-on-one maybe a little quieter scenario and and that's good but I think that for us we just we just don't have the time for that anymore so one thing we didn't talk about from Christmas past that is definitely different from Christmas present okay is the vacations and the swingcations. Yeah. How that went from, you know, leaving, going somewhere with one or two couples to going to resorts, mm-hmm. which are 20 to 90 yeah. couples. That's true. Uh, that was a big difference. Mm. Wow. Well, I would say even in the very beginning, we would not have done a swingcation oh, with anyone. No. I would have thought that it was not my thing. I would no. have thought that I'm too bisexual to, to go to a place like that. I would have gone on a completely vanilla side and said, I don't travel well with people. <laughs> because I, I, I yeah. really, I don't travel well with a lot well, of people. You, we even had a trip this year where we slept with the person in the bed that yeah. we traveled with. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I really don't travel well with people, and so I would always try to keep away from that. And I mean, hell, even people that I was married to, I didn't always travel well with. And and so I just, yeah, I would have never thought that I would go away with another couple or multiple couples yeah. or anything like that, um, that I actually really liked and was interested in. Because it's like, it's, that's, that's just going to ruin it. It's not going to work. Um, but actually, no, we we started off with kind of a weekend or a long weekend. Uh, we did a full week, 10 day trip. And yeah, it's just kind of little by little built and it's not something we do every vacation by any we've means. done a two-week trip yeah but it's not something we do every vacation no, but no. it is one of those when it does happen it can be really exciting and really nice i think it's important to keep it balanced yeah. where you have vacations that are just the two of you mm-hmm. or for us just the two of us and if we meet somebody on that vacation then great yeah but it's a one-off let's just one night yeah. but we prefer, or, or we also have to have that group kind of mentality thing where it's like, let's just go with, it's like a, a week. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we did. Well, we've described the swing set takeover as a week-long pendulum party, yeah. which is accurate. Yeah. But yeah, we did kind of evolve then from a weekend, a long weekend, you know, to a week, 10 days. Then we did the Passion of Paradise, which was a resort of 20, 30 rooms. 20-something, 30 rooms, and so that many couples there. And then we've graduated to two weeks at Desire, which I think is about as full-on as you can get. I think so. Um, But it's, yeah, and and so that has definitely very much changed for us. Um, But it's been, I think, in a very positive way. It's it's been really good for us. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been good for our relationship as well. Mm, For sure. So any other thing, comments on the present? Um, let's see what I have here. She's got notes. I do have notes. Okay, so let's talk about the kind of people that we interact with now. Because we talked about that a little bit before, but we were kind of really open and broad strokes. No more tall people. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. I like tall people. I think we've all heard about the tall person where you tried to have the bi orgy at Desire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who hey, apparently bye. is not actually six foot nine in heels or six six. Apparently, he's only six foot one, so maybe six four in heels. But he did seem a bit giantess on that night. He's so handsome. Yeah. I just he's so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I have a I have a type, and it's it's like shaved Bigfoot type. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> No, but I do think this goes back to, as far as the kinds of people and the kinds of interactions that we have, uh, like you mentioned, we do prefer bisexual males, and so not to say we won't play with the straight guy, but we just, it's just a lot more fun, a lot easier, at least if they're accepting or, you know, okay with touch and that kind of thing, interactions. Um, But I, I will say that because we do have more friends with benefits, and the kinds of people that we're generally friends with, they're... I'm not really sure how to say this, but I think that we have more of our friends now, and especially those that we play with, are more involved in creative endeavors and thoughtful endeavors, organizations to help people, things like that. Like, I feel like that's the kind of people we migrate towards yes, and that we're are, drawn to. People who are paying it forward, yeah. or giving back to the world, or doing something in an, you're right, either in Positive. a helping people or in a artistic way. Yeah. We like or performance. Mm-hmm. We are very attracted to people, those people. with positive attitudes. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just hey, look, you're hot, let's go play. Yeah. Um. And and you know, being hot is only going to carry a relationship so far with us. I think there has to be that mental, that emotional, that connection. I mean, you know, one 
two, maybe three nights. Um, but then there has to be something more. <laughs> oh my God, you're horrible. I love you. Uh, yeah, um, no, I mean, but it, but I will say that if we look at the kinds of people that we play with and that we have more interactions with, it is along those lines. I would say more yeah, so. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, not to, not to say exclusively by any means, but I would also say for me, age has changed a lot. Yes. I think in the beginning, yes. I was looking for people that were plus or minus five years my age. So five to ten. I would have probably, like, outside really? of five, five years older than me or five years younger than me, hmm. I was sort of like, eh. Now, we'll say, I should I should be more clear. I think I was, there were times I was much more forgiving on that. Like, older men. With men. I was mm-hmm. much more into. But when we were looking at couples, yeah. uh, it was plus or minus five years. I am now to that point where I'm like, you know what? Plus or minus 20 years is good enough. I was going to say, yeah, I would say that age is something we don't even look at now. I don't even now. think about it anymore. No, we don't even I, think I, about it. It does hit me a few times when I'm, you know, talking to people and I'm like, how old are you? And they're like, oh, I'm 24. And I'm like. <laughs> but you get that more for younger people. I think anything older, we don't really even I don't even consider. notice it. Yeah. No. If, if some, Yeah. If somebody said to me, I'm 55, 56, I'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. I wouldn't no. even think about it. Yeah. I was going to say, honestly, for me, I, age does not even play a part whatsoever. No. And I think that that is because... Just because we've met so many amazing people at all ends of the spectrum. Mm. You know, we've met people that are, if we're going to go to the two extremes, we've met very young people who are very mature and a lot of fun and can carry great conversation and we've had great relationships with, friendships with. And then the same thing on the other end of the spectrum. You know, we've had a lot of good play and good conversation and good friendships with people on the older end of the spectrum. And so I I really feel like for us, there's like, it just, it doesn't, it's about who you are as a person as opposed to necessarily what you look like or what your age is or so anything what you're like saying that. is we're either looking for very young people who act very old or very old people who act very young <laughs> so is that what you're saying maybe i don't know but just people that we get along with yeah, um yeah. but but yeah i i will say that at the beginning i think i would have said the spread was more like 10 years but um well that was yeah for, but for me yeah. though my ideal was plus or minus yeah five up or five down but now i don't even think I we don't age, even consider yeah, i don't yeah. even look yeah, yeah. If you can carry on a, an enthusiastic, interesting conversation, front of the line. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything else that... Uh, um, about the present? Present. Or do we go so. to... The swing is yet to come. That's hard, but sure, let's do it. Oh, it's semi. I wouldn't call it hard just yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, so where do you see yourself? Where do we see ourselves? Like, I guess... Uh, I know we have a few things that are coming up. Mm-hmm. I foresee doing pendulum parties, which is something that if you had asked me five years ago if I ever thought we would host our own swinging parties, I would yeah. have said, fuck that. I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, it's it, it does go down to those friendships that you make. Like, you know, Lawrence and Jess in Our Secret Spot have been, you know, they are family. Yeah. And it's it's amazing how, you know, I say that. And I know that I'll, I'll say that, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's, Bradford said that. But when you say it, it mm-hmm. it's got weight because you don't really say that very often. But I know how much but you think true. of both of yeah. them. Uh, yeah. And they're, they are truly family. And yeah. so it's like... They're the family able, we've chosen. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but I, I Did do you hear f- that, Lawrence and Jess? You're the chosen ones. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> it's going to be my new nickname for her. Um, so... I can hear Lawrence now. What's my nickname? Mistletoe. <laughs> oh, mistletoe. <laughs> I 
<laughs> he's the missile toad. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to come up with something better. That's okay. the, the old joke. Uh, if if runners get if athletes get athlete's foot, what do astronauts get? Missile toe. It's oh. <laughs> great. Okay. Oh. Um, but I do foresee us hosting pendulum parties. Where in yeah. fact we send a list of dates. To Lawrence for next year, yeah. Miss, uh, mistletoe, mistletoe for next year. <laughs> wow, that came out well. I even think about it. All right, his new nickname is officially mistletoe. Uh, Ten dollars off at our ticket spot if you call Lawrence mistletoe. No more the law and baby doll, huh? The, <laughs> They're kind of sexier names. Come on, let's stick with that. <laughs> the law and baby doll. There, yeah. there are sexier names yeah. than mistletoe and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a phone call. You are now. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway um so that's there um yeah we hope to get uh, pendulum parties going elsewhere in australia and possibly in the u.s mm-hmm. official pendulum parties as that word is now on the list to be what's the word trademark trademarked uh trademark pending yeah so yeah um, mm-hmm. that's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. That's pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, we've done public speaking now for yep. by awareness, by visibility. Uh, I expect, I hope to be part of the, uh, by visibility float mm-hmm. in this year's Mardi Gras. That'd be yeah. exciting. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely something that, uh, we... So you'll hear about it next week on on next week's podcast. We actually uh, talk to the the people that are involved in that and the I guess the brainiacs down, behind yeah, it, the mind trust. There you go. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, but yeah, so we were talking to them, and it was one of those things that as soon as we saw, because we always say there's not enough by visibility in Mardi Gras here in Sydney, and as soon as we saw that somebody was was putting together a float and doing this and and you know putting out this this by visibility group we're just like okay immediately we need to be a part of this and so we contacted them uh we've been involved in a few things with them and i hope that we expect that we continue will continue to be um but yeah it's definitely something that i want to be more involved in our local community because while we do the podcast and we are involved in the swinger community here uh we all know that especially if you listen to the deep dive episodes, we need a lot more by support in communities worldwide. And so we, I think the, one of the things on our plate for the upcoming years is that we do want to be more involved locally and we want to try and support any groups that we can help get together and, and be a part of to, to do that and to help individuals. Yeah. Individual acceptance. Yeah. Kind of understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? We're going back to uh, swing set yes. and desire. The life to, on the swing set to yeah. take over. In yeah. November, mm-hmm. uh, we're, what's the word? Co-hosts. There's the word. Yes. We are official co-hosts. Yes. So we're going to help uh, put things together and make it work that. somehow. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be awesome, though. We'll um, figure it out. We're going we're gonna to donate our brains, our bodies. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of those things that it was such a great experience for us, and we really loved it and really enjoyed it. And I think that even though it was our first time there and we were a bit kind of deer in the headlights with the whole scenario and situation and everything that was going on, we did very much enjoy ourselves. And I think that in any 
most of the situations that we were part of and that we were in, we wanted to make sure other people were enjoying as well. And yeah. so, you know, I very much want that to continue next Absolutely. year. And, you know, anything we can do to be a part of it and to make sure that people come and people have fun and that they enjoy and that they get the same experience we had. I mean, that's that's what I want. And it's very similar to what we want to do in the community is we just want to, you know, local community, bigger community, doesn't matter. I want people to feel that same acceptance yeah. wherever they are. Yeah, so that's definitely something that we're going to be uh, part of is is that desire takeover there in November, um, which is exciting because admittedly going into all of this, I wasn't really sure how much we would really like the whole know, resort right? thing. And it's like, and suddenly like, all right, cool, we're going back. Yeah. Um, pretty solid, pretty awesome. Yeah. What else do we have? What else do you, where, where do you see us swinging in the next uh because I've got an idea of what I'd like, but I don't know. So one thing that I did notice um, at Desire this year, and I think you can't help but notice it there, is when you look at the whole friendship formula. Um, was that, which book was that from? I keep wanting to say The Joe. Like Switch. Okay, The Like Switch. Because like it's one of two, but I can never remember which one. Um, but when you look at the friendship formula from that one, what, what Desire brings and what those resorts and those kinds of takeovers bring is that intensity. Um, and I will and frequency yeah. and duration yeah and it, proximity it's, it's amazing it, yeah how... it's it's really you've got all of that kind of tied yeah. together um, but those were very intense interactions for us and I will say that I think that hit me harder than I thought it would and that I really liked that and I, I made deeper connections a lot quicker than I probably ever have in life and that I ever expected to. But at the same time, I really liked it. And so that kind of makes me, and that was part of why, while we did play with people there, we didn't play with as many people as I expected to because I was having so much fun just talking to people and getting to know people and making, making those, those connections. connections. And so that is something that I want to continue this year is that I, you know, both at Desire and, and outside of, and also, I mean, I guess now we're connected to people from Desire, so I want to nurture and maintain those, um, which I'm really going to have to work at because I really am not always great with that. You know, the whole online thing. Um, but but I do want to, to try and be better about that. And I also want to, to try and, you know, get do that more so here as well, uh, which I feel like we're okay with. But I still, I like, I like that intensity. I like that feeling. And I think, you know, we do okay with, with some of the interactions that we have, like at the Swingers Club. But, you know, kind of amp them up just a little bit. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. That seems like a good, yeah. a, a noble cause. Yeah. Um, I want to do more interstate swinging. Okay. Like, I want to hit more clubs outside of Sydney mm-hmm. and parties, maybe. Outside. I was going to say, it'll have to be parties because we've gone to many of the clubs, not all, but many There's in still Australia. A few that we there are a few. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I would love to see and see how mm. it works outside of, you know, and, yeah. and maybe even in New Zealand. Find a. I, I know there's one or two clubs in New Zealand. Yep. Let's go to New Zealand for the main purpose. I love of, New Zealand. I do too. Oof. Yeah. Um, but go for the main purpose of let's. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So we definitely still see the club future. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> I would never. Yeah, it's funny how how ah how we have changed. I in, know, isn't that short, funny? In a short few years. Yeah. Um, I guess we should have also said we should have said this on previous podcasts. So December fifteenth was our three year anniversary for by the by podcast. Yay! Which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, you Thank know, you, we, listeners, because it's it's because of you guys that we're still doing. This, I know, so. right? Why are yeah. you listening to us? But thank you. And uh, please keep listening. 
Yeah. yeah. It's kind of exciting. Mm. It's crazy. It is. Uh, the number of emails we get still are just awesome. The messages we get just turn me on. Yeah. And I will say that's something that has definitely changed for us over the years is, is how much... How many emails we get? Well, yeah, you're right. Well, I was going to say, I mean, just, just starting the podcast, first of all, and then how it has grown and evolved, and, and I'm sure it will continue to evolve as, as you know, we do. Um, but uh, that, it really has taken over very much a lot of our lives well, in a very positive way. In a very positive way. Because you look at this year, if we're going to be a little retrospective about this year, mm-hmm. we went to three different expos or four? Three this year, technically, because I think one was end of last year. Okay. So we yeah. went to Sexpo three times mm-hmm. um, in Brisbane, in Sydney, and in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, speaking at each one each yeah. day, most times, multiple times a day. Uh, we've done, I did the speaking engagement at Yarum about mm-hmm. bisexuality. We've mm-hmm. done the speaking uh, at the um, the sex, the, uh, the sexes. Um, Festival of Really Good Sex. Thank you. Could not Is that it? That. I'm pretty sure that is right. School of Really Good Sex? I should know two. this. We should know that. But yeah, so I mean, we did the, the speaking engagement there. Mm-hmm. So we're actually getting paid to speak now, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's... It is something that we very much like to do because, again, anything we can do to get the word out um, and to normalize things a bit and to... Whether whether the talks are about swinging and to show people kind of an introduction, this is how it goes, this is what can be and that it's an okay thing it's not a taboo thing it shouldn't be a taboo thing it should be something we can talk about very easily having relationships with other people um and then or whether it's the bisexuality and again trying to to create that awareness and acceptance and and just kind of put it in front of people that you know it's not always easy to see but yet for those people going through it it can be a very difficult time and so just to try and help out in that bit and whatever it is we very much do like to to, to get out and speak and talk and do as much as we can. And if we can get paid to do um, it, then woohoo! Yeah, and we've had the a couple of videos and, and articles and things yeah. written about us. So we, we've tried to get out, and we've done a lot more with that. Obviously, that's been a lot more of, of a present kind of thing, but I do foresee that going on into the yeah, future. I don't absolutely. see any of that stopping at all. The activism is And I would that, like to do more. Yeah, yeah, that I'm really kind of excited about. Yeah. And want to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that you want to... Uh, Touch on um, in these closing minutes of... I don't know. It's so hard for me to predict the future. I'm so shit at that. Um, well, it's not about predicting not, the future. Not predicting, but seeing but where about, we want things to go. Yeah, yeah. what do you want yeah. from the future? And I would say, you know, as far as kind of where we are with levels of interactions with people, the kind of play we have, the people we play with, and, and how all of that looks, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. And I do want that to continue. Like I said, I, I do like to make those deeper connections and the more intense connections. And I feel like... Um, we're, we're pretty good at that and, and I think we're getting better at that yeah. and that's probably a lot because of me relaxing and letting down a bit more um, but it does help when you yeah. lower the shields yeah I know I know I'm getting better with that <laughs> you are I'm getting better you're much better than you yeah. were yeah uh. um, but I, I do think that we I mean not that I think I know that we want to, to do more with like you said the activism and just kind of Getting out there more, talking to people, talking to organizations and groups, and just it's it normalizing all of it, whether yeah. it be the swinging, the bisexuality, open relationships. It doesn't matter. It's it's not anything that we need to hide from people. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Cool. Well, if you have no more thoughts, we'll wrap this mother up. Okay. Uh, send us your messages, questions, comments, rude remarks. We yeah. like them. Uh, you can email us theatomsoflove at gmail.com or any of our social media platforms 
Uh, we are at By the By Podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have stopped putting pictures on Instagram because they're fucking cunts. Be- beyond that, we are still checking, uh, still checking messages. So yeah. send us your messages if that's uh, your only social media platform. Cool. Uh, we again are on Patreon, www.patreon.com/slash uh, By the By Podcast. We are halfway to our goal. Yay. I know it's pretty That's exciting. exciting. Yeah, so thank you, listeners, thank you. Yes. who are are giving your hard earned cash to us to have us sit here. Hopefully, these videos will turn out, and um, and you'll get to see it. And you get to see it. If uh, not, you can just play it in your imagination. Yeah, just imagine. Um, yeah. yeah, Angela's hot. Hot. Well, I am because it's summer, and I've got this freaking hat on. And it's actually quite warm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! You're... I can't wait to like strip down when this is done. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna take your top off. You can probably take the top off now if you want to do that. I, I mean, yeah. We'll save that for the what, next video. What bra are you wearing? Um, just my t-shirt bra. Oh, that is one of my favorite bras. Is actually. it? Yeah, I love it. You, it's you know how I am. I love comfort. I just, sure. Comfort turns me on. Yeah. Uh, because I'm lazy. Uh, so. <laughs> So it turns me on to see that other people are being well, lazy. Well, if the video works, then we can do another one later. Where you're just in a bra? Which is most of the time, so yeah, yes. I was actually surprised. I only wore a t-shirt because like, it's my Christmas shirt. Yeah. It's the Santa dinosaur comet one. Oh my God, the dinosaurs think that the comet is Santa. Yeah. That's actually kind of depressing. <laughs> like Santa. <laughs> yeah. like, like Stella. Actually, is it more of a meteorite than a comet? But I don't know. Anyway. I guess if it hits the earth, it's a meteorite. Yeah. It was a comet and became a meteor. Yeah. So anyway. It had more It had more substance to it. You know, uh-huh. it's meteor. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I have a shirt Fair on because it's my yeah. Christmas shirt. Okay, okay. And it's a Christmas episode. Also, why I'm wearing the freaking hot hat. <laughs> Cute. It's a sexy hat. Wear yeah. that during sex. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, that's how you get a hold of us. And uh, thank you so thank much. Thank you for listening. And we'll, uh, Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night. Wait, that no. Um, Happy Boxing Day now. Yeah, but it's that's not even the right, uh, that's not even the right uh, story. It's, it's, <clears throat> God bless us, everyone. Hi, this is Dedeker, co-host of the Multiamory Podcast. We offer new ideas and advice for multiple forms of love. Everything from conscious monogamy to ethical polyamory and radical relationship anarchy. And you're listening to a Swingset Network podcast. Find us and much more at swingset.fm. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 